Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome, VP listeners. It is Thursday, February 10. I'm Kim Howard, joined with Heather Clark again. Um, we get to say what we're thankful for on Thursdays. So would you be kind enough to share your thankful Thursday? Yeah, sure. So um, I kind of changed my last minute of what I was going to share, but um, what was really hitting my heart was um, this past week, I've just been extra grateful for marriage and kind of the phase of life that I'm in right now. Because sometimes, you know, I want to hurry up for this phase, start having kids, really ready for that phase. And this week, it just really hit home of like, I just love the phase of life that I'm in right now. And so this week, it wasn't really anything special, just normal winter week uh, for Chris and I, just work, chores, house projects. So maybe to some that kind of sounds monotonous, but I know we both enjoy just kind of the daily rhythm of life. And this past week, um, I just kind of wanted to freeze that week in time and just really soak in and kind of never forget kind of all the little tiny details of this past week. Um, so some of the little things Chris did for me this week, they just kind of hit different. Chris is really good at doing little things for me normally, but this week, I don't know why it just it really stood out to me. So he did little things like made me like the perfect cup of tea. Like that wow. always hits home really nice. Um, we worked at the same place. So um, my battery on my laptop died and, um, he fixed, he knew he could fix it faster than it. So he just went ahead, ordered the battery for me, fixed it for me, um, he knows I don't like the cold, so he dropped me off at the front door at work so I didn't have to walk in the cold, which I thought was really nice. Um, he brought in all the groceries from the car for me because, once again, I don't like the cold. So it's <laughs> really nice there. Um, and then I had back-to-back-to-back meetings one day, and um, he saw I hadn't eaten my lunch yet, so he went and microwaved it for me to make sure I, like, didn't skip lunch that day. And maybe those sound just like really little things, but, man, it just it really made me feel loved and seen this week. And um, the other part, it just one of my favorite parts of marriage is just having someone to always laugh with. Those inside jokes. I'm, I'm not a funny person. Chris thinks I am, though. So <laughs> I, I always appreciate. So um, this week I had to go get some blood work done up at Grand Rapids. And Chris knows I don't really like driving in the winter. So he's like, oh, okay, I'll drive you up there. And which was nice because he had to skip work for a few hours. So and had to work late to get caught up on all the stuff he missed. So I thought that was just really nice of him. And so as I Chris dropped me off. He was sitting in the car waiting for me to go get it done real quick. And I just wanted to make him laugh. So I sent some different gifts, um, texted him to him, just silly animals. And if you don't like GIF, it's like a little animated video you send someone via text. And anyway, so I sent him just really random, funny animal ones. And I get back in the car and I'm like, I want to see his facial reaction and how he would, what he would have thought of these. And I kid you not, for like a good five, six minutes, we were like dying laughing in the car. Like Chris is crying. We can't breathe. Our abs are hurting. We're <laughs> laughing so hard. And it sounds silly, right? But like those are the moments that you always dream of in marriage. That's those little things that I really wanted to soak it all in this week and not let it rush by. So I think Chris this week just he reminded me really of two things. Um, just really the importance of doing those little things for people in your life. So your family, your friends, your coworkers. I think those little things just make people kind of make them feel seen, heard, and valued. And just a good reminder, too, that for Jesus' hands and feet and those little things, it really does add up. Um, the second is just reminding me how much God loves each and every one of us. And I can't put into words just how much I love my husband, right? I feel like that's just a very hard concept to like fully explain to someone. But what just is really cool to me is 
that love I have for Chris, that's only a fraction of that God loves each and every one of us. And that's an overwhelming amount of love. And I just pray I never lose sight of that. And just thankful to be reminded this week of those. So, yeah, that's cool. I think I have to sum up what you just said. I feel like God totally laid on your heart a real legitimate, like, thankful Thursday thing, yeah. right? As you were preparing for this, obviously, that those things were happening. Like, mm-hmm. um, and how cool that you can give a shout out to your husband. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's important, mm-hmm. you know, that our spouses hear encouraging words and grateful words. And so um, shout out to Chris for being a good yeah. husband <laughs> and for Heather um, pausing and taking time just Mm -hmm. to even recognize that those little things, sometimes I think we get so caught up in our own world that we don't even recognize those as Mm -hmm. special things. Mm -hmm. You know, we think, oh, we're owed them or we deserve them or that's the way it's supposed to be. So Mm -hmm. that's why, um, you know, we become expectant of a lot of things and not necessarily being grateful for Mm -hmm. that. So thank you for sharing all of your uh, awesome thankfulness for Chris and just the phase of life you're in. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I know God is just preparing you guys for um, a family. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just know that that's what he's preparing you for. So yeah, soak it in because once you have those kids, (laughs) um, it changes your world forever. Uh So um, enjoy those moments, those, you know, just the two of you together Mm -hmm. um, as you prepare to Start a family. So yeah. I'm glad you're soaking that in because mm-hmm. uh, you don't get that time back. No. You have kids. <laughs> nope. So um, it's valuable. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, today we are going to jump into the scripture of Luke verses 17 through 26. And to change things up, I'm going to read it. Heather asked if I would. Um, she's been very gracious to read so far all week. So. We'll switch it up a bit. I'll read from Luke 16, verse 17 through 26. Uh, The heading in mine is blessings and woes. He went down with them and stood on a level place. This is talking about Jesus just because it kind of refers to the previous section. So just so you all know, Jesus is the one who went down with his disciples um, and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. 
Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. And that concludes our scripture reading. So what jumped out to you in this part of scripture? Yeah, so I like how with each blessed are you, there's the pair that matched up, but woe to you. Um, the one that really stood out to me was the fourth one, though. Um, so when I read that fourth pairing, I felt like it was saying not to believe or take heart what others think or say about you. Um, we just need to focus and tune in to God's voice and God's voice alone. We can't let the outside world distract us from that. Yeah. Um, I know that over probably the past couple of years, I'm going to say maybe three, um, I've felt people maybe not hatred for me, mm -hmm. but dislike of me. Mm -hmm. I've experienced um, negative comments towards me, um, to my face. Mm. And so a lot, like this scripture has spoken to me. There's other places in scripture too, where mm -hmm. Jesus says these same things. Um, and I just take that to heart. Like I'm not being spoken against mm -hmm. because I'm just... Kim, mm -hmm. right? And they don't like me. Um, but it's because of, I think, what I what I stand for, mm -hmm. right? Like what I am to my core, kind of that, that God story that like, there's just no other way to be, right? If we're going to be Christ followers, mm -hmm. we got to follow Christ. Well, that doesn't always mean that we are the most um, welcomed people, mm -hmm. right? Because I think there's truth. Mm -hmm. And if you speak truth, um, not everybody wants to hear the truth. No, they don't. You know, um, doesn't mean we don't speak truth. Um, so I have often thought, like, if people love me, it's probably because I'm not challenging them. Because I challenge my kids. I challenge my husband. I want others to challenge me as well. Mm -hmm. um, and there are moments where I'm like, I don't really like you right now. Like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. You just challenged me on or called me out on something. And I don't really like that. Um, so I think there's like, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? We should have that quick moment of, ugh, I don't like you for calling me out. <laughs> and if you don't have anyone calling you out, then right, you're probably not in the right environment because no one's, you're not perfect, right? right. I'm not perfect. Right. And so you do need those people calling you out and that is how you grow. Right. Absolutely. And so I, I that's just it. Like we grow through challenges, I think, mm -hmm. um, and through that hard stuff. So I feel like that this has played out in my life. Like those mm -hmm. hard moments are the things that have really grown my faith. Mm -hmm. um, so something like that, like blessed are you when people hate you, exclude you, insult you, um, reject you mm -hmm. basically. Um, yeah. But then like, but then you're the alternative, right? Is, or you could have everybody like you, but what everybody else says about you, isn't what matters. No, it feels good in that moment, right? But I yeah. care about my long-term life in heaven. So right. I can accept, okay, this feels good. Thanks for complimenting me today. We can be buddy-buddy here, but right. that's not what gets us close to God and internal life in heaven. So Right, because ultimately we care about what he thinks of us. Correct, and we shouldn't be caring what people of the world think. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I think it's um, something that I share, I guess, more recently in life too, is just that sense of, like, I know who I am mm -hmm. in Christ. Mm -hmm. I know who I belong to. And he's the one who gives me 
my identity, my mm-hmm. value. Um, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when we know our identity in Christ, it doesn't matter what other people think or say about us. You know, they could say really horrible things behind my back or to my face. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, all that matters is what God says. Mm-hmm. So um, interesting that we both kind of had that same like pain yeah. that spoke to us more than um, the other ones you know, the rich and the poor and all of those things are in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else really stand out to you in the, I mean, it's a familiar reading, right? The Beatitudes is mm-hmm. something I think I just grew up hearing. So it's not totally shocking. No, not at all. Yeah. Those really, that's what stood out to me this time when I read it. Kind of just reminded me for me like kind of career choices um i have like well-meaning friends and family sometimes that will kind of question me like why don't you pick a career choice where you're like directly helping people every day it's like as a buyer in automotive i'm not helping people every single day right mm-hmm. um working in corporate america and they'll ask me like why don't you go into career fields or just like nonprofit, nursing or teacher or something and i just have to remember that i feel very called to be in this job that I am in now. And I just have to trust God, not what other people's opinions of what career path I should be in. And my workplace is my mission field. And I feel called to be there. And there's a reason that I'm there and can't worry about what other people think I should be as long as I'm where God, I feel called to be and God wants me to be there. Yeah. So I thought this verse is a great reminder of that too. Yeah, that's cool. And so, you know, like just the simple, like maybe mundane, but not really mundane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, things such as choosing a job and your calling mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we can choose all kinds of jobs. Yeah. And they may or may not be our calling necessarily, but it could be a gifting. It could be, you know, mm-hmm. like God put you there for a reason. So you're making the most of it. Um and you enjoy your job. So mm-hmm. I always find it interesting, the uh, naysayers, right? The people yep. who think that they know what's better for us than mm-hmm. ourselves. And sometimes they do. I mean, it's not totally discounting that some people sometimes, you know, like close people see things um, maybe that aren't great. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I had that in my job. Like I had a close friend call me into question, like, all right, what are you hearing God say to you mm-hmm. as I was ignoring him? Right. So I needed somebody to challenge me, mm-hmm. you know, what am I doing this for? What is, what's the purpose of my job? What's the yeah. goal? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not to say that it's not yeah, that, but when you know, mm-hmm. right, again, those, that, that, that knowing in your gut mm-hmm. um, that you're in the right place, then yeah, all that matters is what God says. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Right. Yep, exactly. As long as you are following him, mm-hmm. that is ultimately the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had that, you know, obviously it's a paradoxical way of living. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's like an upside down world. And we find that so often. I think Matt uh, recently spoke of that too, right? Like there's the kingdom of God is so upside down to what our earthly world is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just a demonstration. And anybody who's lived the Christian faith can pick one or more of these things, right? Where you can testify to that being true. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think that's kind of what's cool about sharing testimonies, right, is that we can testify to that being true. Um, not everybody experiences it, but those of us that do should be sharing mm-hmm. how that impacts us um, because that's where, yeah, it gives validity to the scripture. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was neat that, you know, Jesus had just chosen 12 
And so he's coming down off the mountain with them. Um, and the first part of the scripture talks about the healing, but then he went from healing to teaching. Mm-hmm. And in this part, I found it just interesting maybe is that here he's specifically talking to the disciples. Um, I guess I had always envisioned this. This was part of his teaching to the crowd, but it specifically says just looking at his disciples, mm-hmm. he was talking to them directly. There was a crowd of people there still. They didn't just all of a sudden leave, but this is what he said to the disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later he goes into talking to the crowd, but this is a message for his disciples, which I'm, I didn't dig any deeper into why that is, but I just found it interesting. So if somebody's looking for some extra digging and studying today, there you have it. Look into like, well, why did he specifically, who, you know, there's lots of commentators out there. Does anybody have a really good answer to that one? So you find out, let us know. Yes. Challenge for the day is uh, if you know the answer to that, <laughs> why the Beatitudes were specifically like taught to the disciples versus the entire crowd. I'd love to hear it. So send it to the info at victorypoint.org. I think it is. So um, other than that, uh, I guess we probably wrapped up the the day today pretty well. Um, again, very familiar verses. So hopefully something uh, jumped out at you as well um, in that and how we're supposed to be, I guess, you know, there's a way to live. There's, an, you know, blessings for mm-hmm. choosing the right path um, and woes to those who uh, maybe choose the worldly path. Um, so as we close today, I would like to read the formal blessing, but in a less formal version from Numbers 6 um, from the message. God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God, look you full in the face and make you prosper. And to that, we say amen and amen. And we will be back on Friday tomorrow for the last recording of the week. Thank you and see you. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.